This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is the podcast where I show you the business of being a safety consultant. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. And this week I've got a special guest, my brother Ken Primus. And we're going to do a live-ish, because <laughs> it's recorded, but we're going to be live at our dad's <laughs> porch, <Yep>. patio. <laughs> so we're actually going to do this, uh, and I'm doing it twofold because I'm teaching him how to use this roadcaster board at the same time that I'm going to be uh, doing an episode. So we're fooling around with the board. We're going to do it, you know, one take ish. So that means since we're outside, uh, you're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear probably someone right now since we're recording is going to want to mow. <laughs> <laughs> we got one guy who's already revving the engines back there. <laughs> that happened to me last time I did mine. So. It's like, now is the time. So, uh, Ken, tell them about yourself and uh, and your podcast. He's a podcaster as well. So, uh, we're gonna I'm going to fade out one. So, here's how I'm going to fade one out and start the other. Actually, can't start it and fade it. So, what you end up having to do, and again, everyone listening, I'm teaching him this board, so I'm learning it also myself. Yeah, if you go to Roadcaster, you're going to actually or typing Roadcaster on your uh, your Google search or whatever search engine you use. That's the board I'm using. It's a Roadcaster Pro board, and uh, and some of you that are also going to be podcasters as a consultant, uh, you might want to look into this thing. I'm not doing a paid advertising for him, but it works really well. Uh, so truly, I'm learning the buttons as well as him. So you're going to hear me hit all kinds of stuff, but that's okay. So I'm going to do my background music for me. And Ken's going to introduce himself. I'm glad to be here, man. Um, yeah. As Sheldon said, I'm Actually, it was Sheldon that uh, has been talking to me for years about putting a podcast together, and I finally did it. Um, uh, currently, I have actually three of them. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I I've been to them. Uh, busy, busy. Um, putting them together. Um, and uh, basically, one is uh, it's called Mystery Bible. The second is the Blueprint of Faith. And the third is um, it deals with uh, personal growth, which is uh, Threads of Enlightenment. All three and from your books. All well, three from my two books. Actually, two books. I have yeah. uh, I have Blueprint of Faith and uh, Threads of Enlightenment, and I turn them into a podcast. And uh, Mystery Bible is um, I'm actually that particular one. I'm approaching the Bible from a different point of view. Um, all the things that uh, people are not uh, able to talk about in the church, I want to be able to talk about it on that podcast. And um, I'm having a lot of fun. But I'm. Sheldon mentioned I'm his uh, big brother. That's right. Um, and actually, I went and I took a look and see when I when I started. I think I started that podcast. Mystery Bible was the first one in July, I think it was. Oh, really? Um, yeah. On my birthday? Um, it was around that time. and Because um, your birthday's next week. Yeah, we, we did it in my house, in my living room, and um, I mispronounced my the title of my show. I was so nervous and everything. It was, and Sheldon's like, "You want to you want to change it?" I'm like, "No, let's just it's out. Just let it go, and I'll yeah. figure it out from there." I'm no so. two take chump. <laughs> <laughs> one take. I don't care what it comes out. I'm I know. One take, man. No two oh take. my! I just want to get it out of me because it's been there for so long, and um, I I picked his brains and kind of uh, he was my mentor, um, giving me all the advice that I need, and so. 
Um, I'm just glad that I was able to put it out and I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. And anyone out there who's thinking about it, just go ahead, man. Just do it. Yeah, take the plunge, man. You yeah. can do it. So, uh, uh, Ken's day job, he does uh, some administration for medical field. So, uh, truly, when um, thinking of the COVID crisis and, and how the medical people are dealing with it and intake and all that, I, I always have to find out from someone in administration in the medical field. So me as a consultant thinking, how can I get into this field, provide service, what's going on? So he gives me the the insight, if you will, and we're in Florida and Florida in the U.S., is seeing a little bit of an increase right now. It's yep. going to get into a lot of bit of an increase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, for early on this episode, we're going to do, I'm calling this an election episode because uh, if you're listening to this, the day that it came out would actually be the day before the U.S. elections. So my theme for this one is I want to have a kind of a, a thought is, if Donald Trump gets reelected, what does that mean for regulation? Because for us in consulting, we have to think about regulatory agencies because usually it's a driver for people to say, well, OSHA's here. I need a consultant. And then the other side is what's going to be you know, regulatory for us with uh, Joe Biden wins. So I'm, I'm thinking of this as being um, what's in it for us. <laughs> Maybe that's the best way yeah. to, to approach it. What's in it for us? Either way, you yeah. know, either way, and uh, I'm doing it under the guise of election, but it's what happens after the election is really what I'm thinking. But uh, back to the original thought on Medicare, or I should say the medical system now during COVID. What do you think if someone wants to uh, be a safety consultant, they come knock on your door and say, hey, admin, I need, I, I could help you with having OSHA compliance. I could help you with safety systems now. What do you think? Ken, would, would be your, your advice to someone? Advice. Um, my advice is to go do it. Um, the industry right now in the COVID um, pandemic is really an interesting thing, especially I'm, I'm in the, um, as far as the skilled nursing uh, piece. And the skilled nursing piece we watched and we saw initially when it first came, I'll give an example in my facility when it first came in, for months we had no um, we had no uh, uh, positive cases, and then um, because of uh, a nurse just visiting a family member that uh, exhibited signs of it, it was able to come into my facility, and so we had to make some adjustment really quickly because of the speed in which this thing um, uh, uh, lets lets loose because it's so hard to track. Yeah, um, and so. Uh, once you're spinning in that bubble, I, I guess anyone coming into that time uh, providing help would be uh, would be really good for us uh, to give yeah. us guidance on how to proceed, how to how to um, you know we know about the masking, we know about the uh, uh, all the different things to prevent it, the, the hand sanitizer. Those are all the things that we did. Yeah, um, from CDC guidelines or just CDC something you had already. We had the CDC guidelines, but we also had our own uh, that we had set up mm. within the facility and, um, and those guidelines were able to to help us out but yeah. once it came in house it was really difficult to um, to manage to get a handle on it took us uh, several months to to put it together and re- whereby we were able to now go back to that status of um, zero uh, COVID in our facility. And so a lot of uh, facilities um, United States wide 
uh, going through the same thing. And mm. I remember when when it first came to our shores. Actually, I was going to Asia, and my job didn't want me to go because they were like, "Oh, you're gonna get um, quarantine or uh, something." Yeah, quarantine <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And my concern wasn't Asia; it was more so coming back to the United States because I know that I knew that we would have uh, politicized a virus. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I, the logic behind that fails me because. A virus is a virus, and so um, it doesn't recognize political party. Yes, but um, and you're absolutely correct that uh, based on which party gets into uh, power, uh, that's how our healthcare system uh, changes. Yeah. So it then, uh, depending on the length of person in the office, if it's eight years, four years, or whatever. So within four years, it'll change again if yeah. there and stuff like that. So my advice is to put your plan together and uh, go to the leadership and uh, present your case as to how you can help them. Number one, prevent it coming in. Number two, if there's a um, infection, how do you manage that? and um, give them that support that they need because in many cases they're just um, flying blind yeah you know and, and it's wild because to us we think medical professionals you got this yeah <laughs> you yeah. got this but then at the speed at which this virus transmits yeah they also have to think of uh for us in the safety world we think of risk management mm -hmm. and uh truly if we're doing risk and risk assessment risk management everything else like that that we're dealing with then truly i'm thinking that the consultant side would be uh how can we help them identify and control risk that will lead to yes. uh, whatever the 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 viruses, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the the exposure is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get. The exposure to the workers, the exposure to your patients, because it's not only you have residents there, <laughs> so yeah. that's where they live. Yeah. If you don't get it right, the people live there, they're going to have some issues. Exactly, and um, the thing about your business is, and uh, is that you're helping us to manage risk. Whether it's uh, that risk is a virus, that which uh, whether that risk is uh, bloodborne diseases and all the other oh, things yeah. that are within the healthcare field, so I would just basically put a plan together and I would approach um, usually most skilled nursing facility if it's not an independent, which most of them are not. Um, they are managed by some company. I would approach that management company and say, hey. Um, uh, you know, locally that I can help you because you're here locally and some of the management companies in most cases are out of state. So if you can put together... Would it be plan, their um, their yeah. human resource? Would it be their risk manager? Who, who would be the title we should be looking for? I would go to their, um, like a regional leader, mm. uh, whether it's... Um, and then that re regional leader will take it to the regional uh, risk manager and all that type of stuff. So whoever is that uh, regional leader, because that's how they'll set it up. They'll huh. have regional leaders that Excellent. you can touch base with. You could pick that up from the um, from the, the management company and they'll give you that information. And I would go that route is the safest route, um, because if you come to the facility, you approach that administrator, that, that administrator still have to go to the yeah. regional team. You kind of bypass the middleman. <laughs> yeah, so you're coming from top yeah. down, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. In uh, bottom up. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And then truly, I would imagine if you could get them, they probably have many facilities. So if you start at the top, you could actually consult to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So if you make your case at the top and, um, you know, just like any other business where you're providing that service that can help uh, mitigate uh, whatever situation they're managing or uh, potential that can arise as, as that falls on the risk, yeah. you know, then you'll be able to, to access uh, all those facilities. What about um, the way in through training? Is there still a need for training? And are there any like CEUs or anything we as consultants can give to any of the, the people in the facility that says, all right, not only can we train you on COVID and other things, bloodborne pathogens and, and all the other things that we're dealing with, PPE and mm-hmm. everything else, but we could also give you CEUs or something else that might help us get our foot in the door. Yeah, now that piece, that approach will give you access to the administrator. And you will. I would probably go to the administrator, go to the risk manager in the facility, mm-hmm. and uh, say, "Hey, we have a couple of programs that we can, uh, that I have access to, that I can uh, train your your nurses, your CNAs, your your staff, and uh, on a local level. And uh, that piece will bring you f- uh, into the the facility that way. Hmm. Um, and." Uh, uh, the CEUs and all that type of stuff because they need those type of things and training is always necessary in a, in a skilled nursing facility because um, people sometimes get uh, tend to get um, familiar with their things they get into a routine yeah, yeah. and um, that's how you can make mistakes is just because uh, if you're into this routine you're not really processing things yeah. you're, you're just uh, uh, autopilot autopilot so <laughs> just like, this um, is what I do at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. that's what I do at 2 o'clock yeah. <laughs> And so in, in my field, uh, most of the mistakes that are done is because someone is on autopilot. Mm. You know, wow. So if you come in and you train them, and, and what it does, training basically does, is wakes them up and makes them aware. Uh-huh. And so kind of um, kind of uh, tap them you know, through education. And uh, so now when they're in a situation and they come and they present before a patient, they'll take whatever training they have and then they'll start applying it and watching it. So it makes them more aware, I, I believe. And um, every facility needs that. So um, in that case, I would come from bottom up. Okay. Where the CEUs and that type of stuff, because that's hands-on, yeah. right in the facility, and they can see it. Yeah, excellent. See, all right. So that's the first half of our episode. We're getting, we're picking Ken's brain together for uh, getting into one aspect of the society, the healthcare society. Uh, if you go to OSHA.gov backslash SLTC backslash COVID hyphen. <laughs> 19 makes it really bad but uh even easier go to osha.gov hit uh they have a little banner about COVID 19 you can hit learn more and on that page when you see learn more they actually have different items for healthcare than and other industries that you could use as a basis for training uh, getting CEUs, however, for nursing and other entities, you're going to have to go to your state and uh, see who is the accrediting board for your nursing from the state level and then submit your courses to them first. They will then uh, give you the 
the credentialing or, or say that you have an approved CU course. So then when you submit it to them for saying, I did this course, here's the attendance sheet and everything else, here's the curriculum, then it will automatically, they would, they would put it into that person's file, if you will. And therefore, when they are ready to get their CEUs, they have as many continuing education unit CEUs that they need to get their license. And uh, there's a whole bunch of other people that are licensed professional that needs to keep up their accreditation. So Ken's saying on the Mm -hmm. local level, if that's your route, go in and get your foot in the door through training. On a regional level, if you want to be more on the the big brain side of, you know, here's your plan for COVID-19 and other things, Mm because there'll be plenty of other things (laughs) they're going to need. Uh, So you might want to partner yourself with a bigger entity there. And, you know, who knows, you could be a consultant to several different managed care or, or, or skilled learning facilities. Uh, I call Ken's. All right. Ken's my facility. No one else go grab him. <laughs> dibs. <laughs> I got dibs on my brother's facility. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's also talk about what's tomorrow, a big day for everybody. If you haven't voted yet, you still have time. Go vote today. Go vote tomorrow. Uh, be prepared. There's all kinds of sites now for, for readiness. But I would probably, if I was, I already voted by mail in Florida. Same here. Oh, it was yeah. it was like my only choice. Yeah, I had no choice. Just <laughs> so, too busy. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm here's my plan. Can you tell them yours? But if I were going to go and uh, vote right now, what I would be bringing is I would bring. Uh, a little portable charger for my phone. Mm-hmm. I'd bring a chair so I could sit, yep. uh, and one of those foldable chairs like you would in an event. Yeah. Uh, I would bring some water uh, so that I could you know, rehydrate as I'm going, and I would bring someone else with me so we could take turns in line. Uh, so when I have to go to the bathroom, they'll be in line, be and in then line, when they yeah. go to the bathroom, I'd be in line. <laughs> so that's that's the things I'm yeah. thinking of, and then if it's a book or my phone or whatever, I need to to entertain myself on the way uh that's that's what i think i would bring if i was still having to in-person vote right now and a snack yeah get yeah. some protein bars and oh yeah um Beef you know, jerky. While, yeah while, while you're on while you're online just listen to my podcast I oh so, nice you know, i like so, that um mystery uh, bible yeah mystery threads, bible, of enlightenment. threads of enlightenment and blueprint, <laughs> a blueprint. there, there, you, there go. you go that'll help you out but um yeah just get some entertainment you know so that you can um, uh, get into your zone uh, because I believe this uh, election is uh, very important um, and uh, you know uh, whatever party you're in um, I suggest you get out and vote because that is our right as, as t- citizens of, of the United States of America I think our United States uh, out of the world we are one of the lowest uh, when it comes to voting as far as numbers yeah, so, so we need to step out, and um, even though we preach democracy, our our yeah. system, um, we we lack in as far as the amount of participation from yeah. our citizens. So, um, I suggest that you get out there and uh, show your uh, your strength through your vote. Yeah. And uh, so this brings to whoever gets elected. Let's take uh, re-election first. So if Trump gets re-elected, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm just going to say Trump or Biden, so I'm going to skip the formalities. But in this case, 
Now, then the trickle-down effect, and the, I'm doing this historically, uh, the trickle-down trickle effect historically is if the Republicans are in office, uh, then uh, regulation on all levels is usually reduced. So if uh, that's the case, and currently in uh, this administration, we had three years, and I used to do a presentation called uh, The Future of OSHA, the Donald Trump Era. And that was the, the title. It was nice and catchy. I was actually in the process of writing a book with it until I got the future of OSHA to Donald Trump era. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that uh, it's less it's less regulation to the point that is stagnant regulation. And uh, the reason why I say that is you can look at the numbers, the numbers of fatalities that we look at every year when OSHA releases the numbers, which will probably be released, I would imagine, next week sometime for the fiscal year 2019. It's usually the first week in November. Uh, they have been going up. Uh, so that makes me think, you know, what's happening that these numbers are going up with fatalities and some of the causes could be an economy booming. So therefore, if or at the time, uh, next year's numbers are going to really tell yeah. us what COVID did because yep. uh, mm -hmm. you'll see it all of a sudden, you know, the numbers are going to shift. Yeah. But uh, if more people are working then that means the possibility that you're going to have more injuries and fatalities. So I understand that. But as a trend, it's actually been going up. And then looking at what's called the unified agenda, and you could go to OSHA.gov, type in uh, regulatory agenda or unified agenda. The things that is on a regulator's mind and they're getting funded for through the Office of Business Management, uh, uh, Management and Budget, excuse me, OMB. The thing that they put in there is going to tell you their activities of the year. So when OSHA did their budget, they were going to increase some some different uh, areas that they were going to to add new standards, beryllium and a, a couple other things, uh, cranes and derricks. But everything else was going to be stagnant, and they were going to increase money in compliance assistance. So that was my um, my understanding over the last three years. Compliance assistance didn't really get that much money uh, or activity uh, in actuality, but it was budgeted. And then the other thing that they were supposed to do uh, that has not really happened was actually leadership positions were never no one was ever in lead of osha still from this day once dr michaels left as the head of osha there has never been someone else to replace him and management and leadership in osha has been leaving without anybody replacing them so that made it a weaker osha so i would say if if uh, Trump gets elected, you're going to see more of that. So that's my 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 thought. Ken, what do you think on on if a Republican gets or, or say Trump gets reelected mm -hmm. on the regulatory side? I know you deal with all kinds of regulators at your yes, facility. Uh, what do you think? Because healthcare may be a little different than what I'm seeing in an overall view. But what, what's what's your crystal ball <laughs> going to tell you? Well, as you mentioned. Uh, Anytime the Republican comes in, it's always less regulation. And so, um, and coming from my point of view on the healthcare, uh, if um, November actually, we're going to know some changes based on the uh, Affordable Care Act that oh, yeah. is coming before the uh, Supreme Court. And so, hmm. that's some uh, from that level, um, 
from a federal level, uh, we're going to see, based on that information, tremendous amount of changes coming down and going to be trickling down to my place. Um, right now, there are change, so many changes um, and fluctuation because of the rules that are the new CDC guidelines. This, uh, so because of the um, fragmented approach of our current system, uh, the government that are in place, uh, there's so many changes happening in our in my area that it's scary to us uh, because one day when we're following this one, we get another thing the next day saying, no, that's not good. This You need to do this. Wow. So um, we're panicking all, all, the, all day long trying to manage um, our risk. Mm. And so it's really right now, to be honest, guys, it's risky. <laughs> you know, huh. uh, if, if there's a word I can use uh, to describe uh uh, our field right now the uncertainty is really really toxic and hmm. so um, it for a Republican agenda um, in healthcare it, from from our point of view is total uncertainty uh, we're not sure because it changes so often and is um, it more financial or is it more uh, process and procedures processes and, and procedures hmm. more than anything else uh, the financial piece it's a system, uh, a payment system that they have decided on, and so they're passing that on. That's fine, um, but it's more so processes that we are going to find ourselves, and that's where we make the mistakes, and that's where uh, you folks like you guys will come in and, and be able to put uh, these small little programs, especially the CEU stuff and the training and that uh, on that lower level hmm. that will be able to help um, a facility manage the, the chaos. Yeah. Wow. Well, that might mean um, there could be some more work if you're a specialist in healthcare. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But that would mean you'll have to be on top of it and understand yeah. that. <laughs> because it's going to be changing changes. so fast. Wow. I mean, there are days that we go to bed one day and the next day it's a different thing. Um, and the there is no forecast saying, oh, this is coming. It's just it's here. And so we're playing catch up with that. Mm. Now, if it, for me, if a Democrat wins... Yeah, I think um, for what I would foresee more so than anything else, it, there may be a lot more regulation, but I think there's more stability uh, yeah. that will come out of that. And um, once it's a stable environment, I think then you're able to pursue things, you're able to plan, you're able to do things. Uh, the uncertainty, you could you can manage that, I guess, but there's um, the room for mistakes uh, are more so in that uh, setting, oh. one of this constant, uh, constant uns yeah, yeah, uncertainty, just constant. And so um, there is, um, within the Democratic piece, if that's elected, then I think you, you, there's more where you could set up your business and you can forecast even better and, oh. and, and look into the future further out. One thing I was thinking about then is um, for us, Having your own liability insurance, if something's constantly changing, you, cre you yeah. create a plan, you create a system, and then all of a sudden, two months later, it's obsolete, mm -hmm. and you're not on top of it, then you don't, you don't know to change it. You then could be, you could be liable, if yep. you will, uh, for then sending people the wrong way, the wrong path, exactly. if you will. So that means for us, uh, that volatility would also affect us and our credibility and everything else as consultants so that 
that means that we might end up having to do somewhat like a service plan and a service plan that says, here's your initial, you know, risk management uh, plan that we're going to give you. Uh, we're going for, let's say, a reduction in your experience modification rate or a reduction in your workers' comp premium. And all of a sudden, the rules switch. You might have a service contract that says, I'm going to update this every quarter or, or whatever, and then follow up every quarter with whatever uh, the way I do it I don't know if anyone else has used this but I actually do uh, a Google alert and I put in a keyword of whatever it is so I have an alert right now for EPA and a few special EPA rules and then I have an alert for OSHA and a few OSHA rules that mean a lot to me so if there's any new news anywhere on the web uh, I get an alert daily on those topics, so that might help you kind of stay on top of it. I don't know. Any tools you're using? Yeah, your, your um, Department of Health is another um, entity that I would uh, monitor through um, your different alerts as well because they're more on the ground floor um, to my, that, that will show up at my facility and so forth. You have ALCA, you have all of those guys, but the Department of Health, um, I, would, I would have some type of alert uh, to... That will get to you all the changes coming from that that side as well. Yeah, all right. And uh, I'm on the OSHA website now. So if you go to OSHA.gov, and uh, I'm going to continue with my thought of if there's uh, a Biden presidency uh, for Biden, I would think he would want to go back to some of the things that you will see uh, as far as regulation. Uh, businesses didn't like the Obama regulation eras, and there was quite a few things that took place. One of them was a real big standard called walking and working surface that made general industry uh, have a fall protection type standard like construction. So that went over like a lead balloon <laughs> in the industry, but it was definitely necessary. So I would imagine that you're probably going to see some of these rules that I'm looking at the unified agenda uh, go into place. One of the rules that OSHA has that's coming up is going to be uh, a proposed rule for a communication tower safety standard hazard communication standard, a change in your powered industrial trucks, your forklifts, uh, lockout, tagout, there's an update in here. Uh, they're going to change the rules in silica a little, the, that table one task for you guys to deal with silica, welding in construction, uh, a drug testing and safety incentive rule is now uh, one of the things that has been uh, pre uh, well, it's in the proposed rule stage. And I would imagine that one's going to go off really hard because the last time they talked about drug testing, man, OSHA got hit on that one. Sure. <laughs> in for construction, sure. man, you, yeah. you would get nobody to work for you if you start doing that. Um, pretty <laughs> sure. Not even construction. Some, some of the healthcare. Yeah. Um, are you kidding me? Some, uh, um, even in that industry. So yeah. um, probably wouldn't have some of the doctors also. So, hey, man, I yeah. can understand why they're fighting that. Yeah, so that's in here. So I would say if you're going to uh, PPE and construction is another new one and then another standard uh, change on um, uh, walking and working surfaces. So those are some of the things that are proposed rules according to OSHA's uh, unified agenda. And that means if we do have a Biden presidency, chances are they're going to first and foremost start uh, getting some sort of 
OSHA leadership back, uh, they're probably going to want to start hiring again because OSHA has not been doing much of that and they've been losing people. Uh, so that means stability in OSHA. Once OSHA gets st- uh, stable, regulations will go up. Mm-hmm. And then when regulation goes up, our business goes up. So selfishly speaking, that might be good for us. Uh, practically speaking, it's even better for worker safety. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say it that way. Uh, so that's that's my thought. Ken, what do you got? I agree with you 100%. I think um, at the bottom line of all of this, it's just always uh, the people. In whatever form or industry you're in, um, the healthcare industry, um, uh, you know, my background. And so um, yours is uh, the safety piece. And... Um, but uh, the safety is to all, all the, the, the different industries that we are part of. And so yeah. we're looking to make sure that uh, each person is um, taken care of uh, because uh, we all have families and friends and stuff like that that yeah. can get hurt as a result of um, the type of things that we do. But I actually uh, agree with you. I think the stabili- stability in, in with the Biden uh, presidency... Um, would profit in the end uh, versus a unstable uh, market, and and you see that in the stock market even today. Yeah, the the uns, uh, the fact that it's so unstable um, is just gone all over the place. And what what really attracts um, the stock market is stability. Yes, and so um, uh, and the instability right now is just causing such a panic, and it trickles all the way down. So. I'm looking forward to see what happens um, upon this election. Again, this is uh, this is what the the American people would want to choose, what direction they want to go, and then uh, you and I just manage our business accordingly. Yeah, no kidding. So that's uh, the healthcare slash uh, election coverage for the podcast, and uh, another hidden benefit to this is. You know, me and my brother get to hang out at our definitely our dad. We get to give you a a, a not precise podcasting studio quality, but yep. it's still fun for us. My and this uh, her cooking. Can't oh wait. yeah, yeah, it's so, gonna be awesome. Uh, <laughs> our brother in just came by, gave us some, some water, water, so we're you know. <laughs> we're all set here. Uh-huh. Uh, so this uh, will be broadcast on Monday for us. We're recording on Saturday, the uh, before election day. Uh, and oh yeah, I forgot. I got to show my brother the roadcaster board. If you're yes. becoming a podcaster, and this is something you want to do, uh, contact me at Sheldon at sheldonprimus.com sheldon at sheldonprimus.com and I currently have roughly about eight podcasting uh, podcasting services that I could help you so meaning eight people that want to get into podcasting uh, I do have a networking room that I could get you on for hosting that's it. I'm not going to be editing your podcast or anything. That's up to you. But for hosting, I can host and uh, and just get, send me an email, and I'll, I'll tell you all the, the particulars about it. So uh, that's Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. Uh, Ken, how do we reach you? Oh, actually, each one of the sites uh, have my email for that particular site, and um, you, um, uh, you can get to me at... Uh, uh, K-E-N dot Primus at Mystery Bible. And the same goes 
for the other um, uh, sites, yeah. you know, uh, Ken Primus, uh, KEN.Primus at Threads of Enlightenment and uh, KEN.Primus Blueprint of Fate. And those are all dot coms, right? Yep, all dot coms. Hmm, excellent. So thank you all for hanging out during this training session on uh, the Roadcaster board talking about politics and, you know, looser forms, how, what it means for us as consultants, uh, finding out a little bit about the medical field if you're deciding to do medical. So uh, I appreciate it for hanging out with me and Ken. Uh, I will see you next week. Uh, go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.